the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. This week, we got to speak to Brendan Kumarasamy. Brendan is the founder of Master Talk, a YouTube channel that he started to help the world master the art of public speaking and communication. We discussed how to become a confident and credible speaker within your industry, as well as three specific areas within the fitness coaching business. We talk about some of the best communication techniques you can use to help you deliver the right message to your audience so they feel inspired and motivated. Whether you are a coach, an athlete, or just someone who occasionally has to talk to people, I think this is going to be useful. This week, Brendan Kumarasamy. Brendan Kumarasamy, welcome to the Feel Strong Podcast. Thanks for having me, Justin. It's great to be on. I'm excited to have you on. So uh, we've talked a little bit, and I know who you are and what you do. Would you give the audience like two minutes about Brendan? Of course. Happy to. So my name is Brendan. I'm the founder of Master Talk. Master Talk is a YouTube channel I started to help the world master the art of communication and public speaking. And I also have a coaching practice where I work with ambitious executives and coaches to become top 1% communicators in their industry. And how I got started was when I was in university, Justin, I used to do these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age were playing sports, like many of the people are listening to the show, like basketball or baseball, some other sport. I'm not built for that stuff. So I did presentations competitively, and that's why I learned the art of how to speak. But when I got older, I realized that, one, a lot of people who were younger than me needed some help. So I started coaching them for free initially because they wanted to win these competitions. And the other thing I learned was everything in my head wasn't available for free on the internet. So I started making videos on communication and public speaking. And then a few years later, MassTruck turned into what it is today. That is excellent. I haven't heard of case competitions before, but it reminds me of what I know as debate team. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So debate is more on the side of, let's say, there's a topic that's very controversial, like abortion or climate change. You have one side who argues for and another side that argues against. Whereas in case competition, to your point, not a lot of people know about. So I always try to make analogies so people understand it. It's kind of like if a business executive at Nike gives us a business problem. Hey, I'm launching this new shoe in Portugal. How should I approach this? So a bunch of students create presentations and whoever has the best solution wins. And the reasons these things exist, Justin, is because a lot of these executives at Nike, Amazon, big companies, they come there to recruit talent. So they actually put in tens of thousands of dollars as sponsors for these things to go recruit the best people because most of the people who do these competitions go on to become VPs in their early 30s. VP is vice president for those who are listening. That makes a lot of sense. I was just going to ask if this was tied into MBA programs or something like that, because it reminds it reminds me of a lot of sales content I've, I've consumed and, and even taught. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely tied in. It's mostly business schools. So I did it at the bachelor level. But yes, there are uh, master degrees for this as well. That's really interesting. And I thought when we hooked up, I thought this would be really interesting. My audience is primarily movers, exercisers, athletes, as well as a fair amount of coaches and small business owners. And that's what really jumped out to me is that I think that group from both sides, like the athletes and the coaches, let's call them, could really use some help in communicating better. They tend not to be excellent at it, partly because it's not something that's really highlighted as something you should be excellent at. We spend a lot of time on technical skills and metrics and things we can time or how much weight you move or how quickly you do something, but not how well you communicate it. And starting maybe from the coach's point of view, if we're talking in person, and especially something that would be familiar to a lot of people listening is like a group class, be it CrossFit or a boot camp or whatever it is. One coach is at the front of the room. There's a group of people in front of them. I have seen over and over again, coaches go on and on and on talking for 8, 10, 12 minutes about what you're about to do, and they completely lose the people in front of them who showed up to exercise and just want to get sweaty, but the coach at least believes they need some of this information to put you a little bit on the spot. And I know this is general. How can people be a little more think about being more succinct with their communication or maybe do work on their own to prepare for this kind of thing? Absolutely, brother. And don't worry, you're not putting him on the spot because if you were, then why the hell am I a communication coach, right? <laughs> so don't worry. So so let's establish the burning platform. Then let's jump into your awesome question. So what's the burning platform for coaches and athletes? 
the same level of discipline that the audience already has works really well for what they do or else they wouldn't have gotten to the level where they are. So let's talk about the coaches. They're already doing some money, let's say 50, 100,000 or more. That means we're already getting clients. It means that we have a level of discipline that got us there. Well, that was learning from coaches that we really respect, doing the routines, understanding the details of every exercise and the order of the exercise that many of us guinea pig on ourselves. Same thing with athletes. The reason we got to the level where we are, whether it's casual or just doing it more, is that we have a strong desire to do that. We're working, we're doing the drills every morning, we're doing those those weight liftings, we're, we're putting in the work to get to that level of discipline. But now the question becomes, whether we're talking to a coach or whether we're talking to an athlete, is how do we apply the discipline that we have into the realm of communication? And then the other piece is, why should communication be a must in the same way that it is with our exercise routines that we teach to clients as a coach, or whether it's as a way to live a better lifestyle, as a way to make ourselves better in the sport that we do? So where I'd love to start this conversation with is, why does it matter? So in the context of a coach, the only question I have for coaches listening is, how big do you want to be? Do you want to just be a coach making 40, 50 grand a year? And the reason I mention money is because it's a big part of how we make impact. Or do you want to create a center? Do you have a big movement that you want to start? So as we're scaling this coaching business, communication becomes a vital tool in every part of the value chain. Whether it's selling people into your programs, where you transform them, you help them lose weight, you help them find a better lifestyle for themselves. Whether it's actually delivering the service during the session. And the third piece is deliver it so well that people rave about you like the CrossFit movement and start to yell about what you do to other people. And that choice is yours. But I'm assuming because you're listening to this and you're still tuned in that you really want to master this. And then the other piece is the athlete. So the athlete becomes how does communication impact not just your work, but your everyday life. So when we find that reason to make it a must, then every tactic, every principle, every idea that we're going to talk today becomes a must in the same way that our exercise habits are, in the same way that our coaching delivery is. Does that make sense? I know I just went on a monologue, but I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> no, 100%. That makes yeah. perfect sense. And to highlight something you said, and maybe say it in a slightly different way that, that people have heard me say before, a big part of coaching, a big part of effective coaching is being really good at sales. And you can do that. This isn't sales often gets a kind of a slimy context when you talk to coaches. A lot of coaches go into this. And I thought it was interesting what you said about how you got into this, because it's very one to one with a lot of how fitness coaches are. I'm doing this. I'm pretty good at it. I want to help other people. I'm going to become a coach. But part of that from the fitness point of view is people often feel bad about selling where you will if you have something of value and you are sure you can solve someone prob someone's problem. I think it is you have an ethical burden to let them know that you can solve their problem and to try and solve their problem for them. And the same thing, if you can't solve their problem, if you know you're a bad fit, you have an ethical burden to make sure they know you are a bad fit and send them on to somebody else. But both of those require an enormous amount of communication, an enormous amount of practice. I was just talking about this with them coaches last week. Literally, you need to practice these things. You will never magically get good at it. And on a side note, if you get pretty good at sales, then you can actually command a price that will let you oh, do something crazy like do this for a career, which is something a lot of people would like to do and not hold three other jobs at the same time. Absolutely, brother. Everything you said was just spot on. So so now let's jump into the question that you asked that was, ex that was very effective for the people that are listening, is how do we communicate more succinctly to the, the, as coaches to the people that we're delivering the service to? So as I'm explaining the answer to this question for everyone listening, I want you to just do a reflection exercise because for coaches, there's three specific areas in your coaching businesses, or even if you're doing it as a hobby, that are essential for you to look at through the lens of how to make ourselves better, to grow the business, to grow our movement, to grow our impact, the lives that we're changing. The first one, and then we'll comment on all three first succinctly the, to your question. So the first part is the strategy call. So somebody who's interested in your services, they're sitting down or you're a gym owner and they come up to your gym, they see you there and they want to talk to you about, hey, you know, I have a problem. I want to work on this. I want to get to where I am. 
That's part number one. How do we close them effectively? It's the number one challenge I see in the business. The second one is when somebody is joined, right? They're cash in, they're in that environment. How do we deliver that service effectively from a communication perspective so that they feel inspired, they feel motivated? Imagine I would come to this podcast and say, yeah, yeah, I really like communication. Imagine, like, you wouldn't be bought into me. You'd be like, who's this guy? Right? He doesn't know how to communicate and he's a communication coach. Makes no sense, right? So it's, it's not just about delivering the right plan, the right diet, but inspiring them to take action in the delivery of that service. And then the third piece, especially with health coaches, is how do we communicate in a way that doesn't just keep them for today, but for life? Because at the end of the day, health is a gym. We need to keep working out. We need to keep going to it all the time. So how do you get that enrollment for them that you're the best person, not just for today, but for tomorrow and not just them, but their families, their communities, the people around them. This could be through free trainings that you're doing. That could be a complimentary session. So let's talk about how to communicate more succinctly from both of these three areas. And honestly, the principle is the same, which is the following that you brought up so well, is that your audience is your single source of truth. Your audience is your single source of truth. If you want to communicate more effectively, more succinctly, the first question is to tune into WIIFM radio, which is what's in it for me? What's in it for me as the client who's giving you money? What's in it for me? What's the transformation that I need? And the way that we do that, the way that we communicate more succinctly and effectively is by actually doing something that 99% of coaches don't do. And I would argue athletes as well is they don't have dinner with the person they want to serve. The experience is just within that 45 minutes. Okay, Justin, you're coming to my, my workout, which not me, but you know, let's just say I'm a fitness coach. You're coming to my workout for 45 minutes. I'm going to talk for 10 of those minutes. 35, we're going to do some form of an exercise, and then you don't talk to me again until next week. Eh, wrong approach. The right approach is going... Hey, Justin, thank you so much for signing up for my coaching service. I'm so excited for your transformation. If there's anything that you feel that I can do to make this experience better, let me know. And what I'd love to do with you in the small group that we have today, if you have the time, no worries if you're busy, I'd love to do a session for 45 minutes and then get breakfast with everyone to hear how can we make this experience better for everyone. 99% of people do not do that. This is simple, just not easy. And this is why the top 1% of coaches stay in the top 1%, not because they're necessarily better than all of us, but because they're asking the questions, they're having the discussion that no one else is willing to have. So now the question becomes, how does this tie into being succinctly? The reason this ties into being succinctly is if you're talking to one of your clients and they go, well, Brendan, Justin, why are you talking for eight, 10 minutes? We know your story. I've been working with you for three months now. Can we just get to the point? I'm a really busy executive and CEO. That's why I pay you $1,000 a month to coach me. You're like, oh, thanks for sharing, Justin. Really appreciate that. Let me change. Then person number two goes, hey, uh, Justin, just a quick point on your extra. I love these three extra, but the fourth one really makes my back hurt. Is that normal? And then you're talking to all of them. You realize 80% of your clients are saying that. Boom, you switch the exercise. And that's the key to growth. So let me just pause there. Let me throw it back to you. I like everything you just said. And a couple of things to highlight for coaches out there, because one of them, I had a coaching call with a bunch of colleagues recently. And what you just said about reaching out and communicating outside of those sessions is really, really important. And especially with people who have remote clients, I do a lot of my clients are online and a lot of coaches I work with have at least some clients online. Maybe they're local and they're online only. They are experienced enough athlete and their needs are such they can do the workouts on their own. They might be you know, nationally or internationally scattered around. They might be very busy and they just can't make time for it for various reasons. Those people need to hear from you sort of all of the time and especially in the beginning. One of the topics I just talked about with people was, okay, I got a new client and he's really excited, but for various reasons, he's traveling. He can't start for four weeks, but he signed up today, but I'm not giving him a workout for a month. Should I talk to him before then? And, and people were, got very excited. And we're like, of course, not only should you talk to him before then, you should start providing value immediately what what do you have that you can send him today? Like while we're on the call, what can you send him now? Do you have a a podcast or a template or a mobility thing or a nutrition thing or dripping these things out? And it's not just it's not just keeping them distracted, 
but it's literally providing value and getting them more and more and more ready. So when they hit that workout, they're incredibly primed. They know exactly who you are. They know exactly where they're going. They should have a ton of confidence in what they're doing. They should trust you, the business, the process, and the fact that they'll be able to do it themselves. They should be on cloud nine before they ever get going. In many ways, if you're good at it, that experience should be easier than the person who's like, yeah, I'm ready. I can start right now. I, I brought my sweatpants. Can we, can we get going immediately? That person is a little bit harder to get on board than the person that you have a couple of weeks to work with. And be like, oh, I'm going to give you so much stuff. It's going to make your head spin. You are going to be so happy and so excited for this workout when it finally rolls around. Absolutely. Excellent points, Justin. And and then the other piece, which is the final point to speaking more succinctly, and I'm glad you brought up a lot of those great points, is now how do we communicate more succinctly across all three of those areas? So point number one is the strategy call. Most coaches' biggest mistake, you're making less than 100 grand, it's just easy for people to categorize in their mind. They're generally speaking 80% instead of 20% at the time. You want to start those conversations, and I'm sure you, you teach them all of this in, in other podcasts, which is based on the, the level of depthness that you go into with your questions, is asking them and listening, hey, what, what has brought you to this call today? Like copy paste what I'm saying to you. Like take the question and literally reapply it. Why is health important to you in this moment of your life? What's created that urgency for you? Why is this a priority for you? And then you'll, you might meet a single mother who's going, oh my God, I'm so busy with work and I, and I gained so much weight and because I'm managing like three children. And then you might see somebody else who's a really busy executive, but they let their health slip by because they're so busy covering the corporate ladder. Everyone's got their own story. And then after you hear the story and you spend time listening to it, then you can message back against that. So if somebody comes up to us on a sales call and they want some health coaching, instead of just going, well, uh, Justin, this is my plan and this is what it costs and this is the minimum to work with me, you go, hey, Jason, I really understand what you're going through. You know, a lot of executives that I work with really struggle with what you just said. And then you start communicating your story back to them. Would it be okay for me to say that, you're, you're stressed out right now because you're working a really hard job. You're trying to get the next promotion, but it's hard for you to prioritize out. Am I getting that correctly? So you're able to communicate the story back to them so that they feel like they already know you. Wow. And this is something people can write down, Justin. The coach who gets the sale is the person who's able to clearly and succinctly communicate the challenges and the problems that that specific person is going through better than any other coach. That person gets the sale. So if somebody just goes, yeah, Justin, I love what you said there, uh, really good, so here's my service, versus the person who goes, hey, Jason, really understands what you're going through. X, Y, Z, this has happened to my other client, this is why you're struggling. Because if you can clearly communicate and succinctly the problem that they're facing, you will immediately come to mind as the person who has the solution to that problem. So that's the first piece. The second piece now becomes, how do you communicate more succinctly in the delivery? So we talked about you know the trainings where we're having that group workout. Just having dinner conversations will help you do deliver the same workout with less time because you'll start to hear from what people don't like. And I'll throw a question here that people can copy paste. And the question I got from Tim Ferriss is if you had to remove one thing from my presentation, or in this case, workout, what would you remove and why? If you had to. And what's great about this question, Justin, I'm always about to call you front desk because I see the front. Right. Well, you know what's great about this, Justin, is when you ask this, it forces even your nicest clients to say something negative because the focus, the obsession should be on growth. And even in this podcast, that might be a great example for people. I didn't just jump into this episode, people. Justin explained who the audience was, and I asked a few follow-up questions. That's why when I'm speaking, it feels like it's resonating for you because I'm really tailoring the content to exactly what Justin is looking for, for you guys who are listening. And that's really the key. And then the third piece is once you have that information, how do we attract new clients into our ecosystem? So I'll give you one. I mean, I have seven of them, but I'll give you one because I want people to implement is make a list of all of your clients right now. So it could, it could it's okay if it's three, by the way. It doesn't matter. There's no judgment here. It could be 300. It could be three. Everyone can implement this because very few people do. So you write down in order of how much you love working with them. That's the order. So the order is not money because you know what I always tell coaches, Justin, I'm sure you, you give some version of this too. It's not about 20% of the clients that give you 80% of the revenue. A lot of people say that. 
and that might be true, but that's not the most important question. The most important question, if you want to do this for a long time, because it's an energy-intensive business. Like, you can tell I love it, or else I wouldn't be in this business. It's 20% of the clients that give you 80% of the energy. 20% of the clients who give you 80% of the energy. So make that list and write down, let's just say, let's keep it at three. I do this with 300, but let's keep it with three for today. Make it, make a list, top three, write one thing that you really appreciate about it and make it really specific. Don't make it like, oh, Justin, you're a cool dude. No, make it more like, hey, Justin, I really appreciate the level of depth and obsessiveness that you have for your audience to really serve them. When you give rare compliments, you stand out in a very rare way. So you write down that one specific thing, and then I'll say the last thing. And only 1% of you will do this. But if you are, you will be in the 1%. And that one thing is make a 30-second video to each of those three people and just say what you just wrote. Hey, Justin, I just want to send you this quick video to say how much I really appreciate how hardworking you are during our workout sessions. You're always going the extra mile. When I ask you to do 10 push-ups, you're always doing 20. And it's no wonder that you're such a great father, a brother, and a husband for your family, assuming you have, you have it, all of those things. So thank you for the work that you do. Click, imagine how meaningful that would be to some person. And that's what gets you referrals. That's what gets you more business. And also, that's what allows you to get transformation, which is the most important thing for your clients. They feel attached, they feel motivated, and they want to win, not just for themselves, but for you. They don't want to disappoint you. And when they get to that place, they'll be unbeatable and you'll get the best results in the industry for them. I love all of that. And just to piggyback on it slightly, please, it will also, it's not only an excellent client strategy, it's not only excellent for communicating and making sure people understand what you think about them. It will also for coaches, as you do this, start to teach you about the clients you like to work with. You're like, oh, well, wait, my five favorite people are all these sorts of people. They may be different genders and different age groups and different incomes and different kinds of athletes. But, oh, you know, they're all like committed, motivated people who want to solve a problem and are willing to be a little patient doing it. Oh, I like working with committed, motivated people who are committed to solving a problem and are willing to be patient. I'm going to put that on my business card. That's what I do from now on. It will also, as you're having these sales strategy communications, let you figure out pretty early on, oh, you're not a good fit for me. You're not committed. You're, you need your hand held. And this is, there's another coach for these kind of people. Absolutely. And you should find them and ideally have coaches you can refer them to. But if, if they are not that kind of person who makes your top three or top five list, you should maybe think about not letting them in because it's also a ton of energy and a ton of giving from the coach's side, as everyone knows. And that last point you just gave actually piggybacks dovetails rather really nicely into the next thing I was going to ask about sending a video to somebody is we do a ton of remote work where we don't see people face to face. And I know a lot of coaches on the call do and athletes are in this situation too. And I've been mentoring coaches to use video and use audio and like send those things. The written word is great for some people and some people are very gifted at it and that's wonderful. But I strongly believe that a 30 to 60 second video or even audio only message from you, it can be a voice note on an Instagram DM is so much more powerful than any beautiful pamphlet you can put together and email somebody. I completely agree with you, especially the voice note. That's another great example of a way we, we can literally, because my goal is to make this as easy as possible to people. If you want to start with the voice note, start with the voice note. You can literally write out word for word on a Word document what you want to say, open the voice note and just say it. And this is really the key, the lens I want us to talk about. Are we trying to be a great coach or are we trying to be the best coach? Because the best people, the best coach, whether it's in sales, whether it's in delivery, whether it's in ascension, right, getting them to stay for life, not just for today, that's what the best coaches are focused on. Because at the end of the day, what I love about this business, especially in health coaching, it's a bit less true with communication, but I would say with health, it's definitely true. You can have clients for life if this is what you want to do for life. And that's another question you need to ask yourself. But if you really see, if this is your calling, and I'm assuming it is because you're spending time to listen to an episode to get better with your communication, to be the best, then you need to start acting like the best. What do the best people do? Most coaches in this industry, Justin, I'm sure you talk about, whenever they're doing prospecting, all that stuff, they don't treat people like human beings. And this is a people business. Shocker, 
right? They they sent the same uh, template message here. How's business going? How's health going? And that's it. Ver- versus you know the pe- maybe you don't want to do this in the top of funnel, like the people that are interested in you, but really pouring into the people who already believe in you is like an easy eighty twenty. Like it's so easy. Like think about this episode. Like Justin really believes in my message. So if I come on, like, he said something funny that I'd love to say to the audience. He's like, yeah, Brendan, this is your show. Like, I want this to be about you. So for me, when I hear that, it's always like, no, no, no. This is 100% your show. I'm here to serve you, your platform, what you're doing. So it's not about me going, let me bring this same level of energy to every single person or else I exhaust myself, I'd burn out. But rather go, who are the people who believe in what I have to say? And how do I make sure that I'm the best guest on their show? Not a regular guest, but the best guest. And when you have that, type of focus with the top people, that's when things start to compound. The, the lies that you start to impact, the business that you want to grow, or even the family that you want to serve. Communication also helps you become a better athlete and bring that best energy that you bring into your workouts, into your sport, into your daily routines, back into every other area of your life, including your family. And that's something I talk with other coaches about all the time is that being a, a, a truly elite coach Truly elite coaches also have protected family time and they put their phone down at a certain time of night and they're not on call all the time so that when they're when they put their coach hat on, it is on 100 percent and they are completely focused. Could you I'd like to talk a little bit about something you implied there and it's talking to different audiences and understanding who you're talking to. And this comes up a lot with especially personal training or one on one coaching could be online, in person or some combination but understanding, getting an understanding of the kind of person you're talking to, you know, some people are very emotional and they will respond to these feelings and softer words and understanding and empathy. Some people really want to just be told what to do. A, B, and C, here's the list. You do the list. I'm going to yell at you if you don't go fast enough through the list. Most people are somewhere in between. Does that resonate with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to make sure I understood that as well, you mean like in terms of coaches and athletes, there's different spectrums of communication. So there's people who are in coaching who are really, really strong and there's people who are just getting started and the same applies to athletes, right? Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, I I definitely think there is a spectrum. And I would start the conversation with what is the end point? So a lot of us, we focus on our business goals or health goals or relationship goals, but very few of us start to think about our communication goals. What do we want our communication to look like? So here's an exercise that people can do is start thinking about your your goals that you've already written down through other episodes with Justin and what, what he's working on with other uh, guests that he's bringing onto the show. Write those goals down for yourself for your health, your relationship, for your business. And I'm sure many of you already have those because you're all high achievers. But the other piece now is ask yourself a different question. Look at those goals and ask yourself two other things. The second thing is, right, the first one is what are my goals? The second one is who has already achieved them? Because there's always, I would say for 99.99% of goals, there's always somebody who's already achieved what you've already achieved. So let's say it's some health coach who's doing a million or more. Let's say it's a health coach who's a Peloton fitness trainer. You know, like they're they're just doing really well. And then the third question is ask yourself, what is the difference? What is the gap between their communication skills, the specific person you want to be, and yours? The third question is never asked, is never thought about. So I I just like using Peloton because I think it's great. A lot of people use Peloton for really just their fitness trend. They just fall in love with the identity, the personality, one or two of those people, and they feel like they already know them. So let's use that as a frame because that's easy for me to explain. So let's say you want to be what like one of those people. Maybe not on the platform, but at the same level of energy, depth, way of communicating a workout. What's the gap between them and you? And for the context of this conversation, what is the gap between them and your communication skills? And start to work on two to three things to help set that goal for yourself. Hey, I want to communicate like Julie. I want to communicate like Julia. Or it could be a local health coach in your network. And then the other piece is it doesn't have to be as high either. So let's say you're an athlete listening to this. Maybe for you, communication is more about, hey, I want to communicate better in my anniversary team. 
hey, I want to communicate better with my wife or my husband or my family members. So set that bar for yourself, whether it's super high or in the middle. But the key is really to think about the bar in the first place, regardless of what spectrum we're on in the journey. Just always set a, a little bit higher of a bar and then fill in that gap. And just doing that will help condition our mind to start leveling up our communication and more importantly, making it a priority. And that's the struggle. Most of us don't make it a priority. I really like that. And to highlight something, a part of what you said, having your goals include things like being a better husband and paying attention to people at work and making time for running around with my kids. Like those are all excellent life slash fitness goals that should fit well within this framework of things we're attempting to improve upon. Doubling back on something you mentioned about feedback and the point you made from Tim Ferriss about if you could remove one thing from my workout, from my presentation, from what I just delivered, which was great. I mean, that was great. But you have to kill one thing. What would that be? I think there's a really valuable piece in here for both athletes and coaches in getting that quote unquote negative feedback. That is where I thrive. Certainly anyone who's a client has heard me say something along the lines of you cannot hurt my feelings. I want to know. It's it's really, I like, the good stuff is nice. This felt great. I'm stronger than I've ever been. I love the way I look. Justin, you're amazing. I do, I admit I like hearing that stuff. But this was a little too hard. This was long. This feels a little awkward. You know, when I do this, my back feels weird. Now I have a ton of information. Now I can really work with it. Or even more, it's been a while, but I've certainly gotten feedback. Hey, are you even looking at my workouts? I feel like you're not paying attention. I, I, I wrote this note and nothing changed, so I don't understand what's happening. Those are challenging things to hear for sure, but that's how you get better. That's how you learn where your holes are and where your gaps are. And I think athletes and coaches, athletes, the more you can give that stuff, any good coach will thrive on it and respond well to it. Coaches, you should seek it out. People are not going to offer this stuff. You know, If you have your quote-unquote complainers or your troublesome clients – they may or may not be giving you awesome feedback, but you want things like that from almost everyone because there's no way that you're perfect. You are not delivering a 100% perfect product to every single person all the time. And if you can find those places, those little chinks in the armor where things could get better, this is how you level up and level up and level up. Absolutely, brother. I love that that opportunity for feedback because when we take it and we take it well like you do all the time, that's why you're getting the levels of success that you're getting because we're willing to hear the truths that no one is willing to hear. And when you're willing to hear the truth that no one else is willing to hear, you're able to adjust your service, your product, your impact in a way that no one else is willing to do. So you get the results that only the top 1% get. That's the magic. Love that. And then the other piece I dive in more is there's two parts to this is there's coaches and athletes who are listening to this is how do we receive feedback and how do we give feedback so you touched really well on the receive feedback so i'll close that but let me focus a little bit more on how do you give feedback not just to your clients but to everyone else around you so here's the way i think about feedback feedback is like a thermometer you know those uh, little thermometers where we check the temperatures and stuff so what i mean by that is everyone has a different temperature so somebody like Justin, which I'm sure he will, just based on his demeanor and the questions he's asking me, if he asks me for feedback at the end, I'll just be super aggressive with what I felt was missed, which is nothing because you're awesome. But <laughs> but the point that I want to drive is that's the type of person Justin is. So the temperature is really – I just like using the host as an example so because you all know Justin. So his temperature is really high. So for someone like – I'm going to come in hot. Like it's going to be a boom, 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 and he's just going to smile and write down all of that. But let's say we're talking to a five-year-old girl. Not going to work. It's not that she's not open to feedback, is that her temperature is just much lower. It's not a right or wrong, it's just a different temperature. So if I'm talking to a five-year-old girl and she's asking me for feedback, I might say something like this. Hey, Sally, thanks so much for asking. So here's what I'd love to share. It's one point, and if I promise you, because it's a secret, if I promise to tell you, will you will you ensure me that you won't tell it to anyone else? So then Sally's like super curious because she loves secrets. So she says yes, and then I crouch down and I say, share your beautiful smile with the world the next time you give a presentation. And I guarantee you, everyone's heart's going to melt. Can you do that for me? And then her head, sorry, not her head, but her face gets really red because I've had that, those conversations hundreds and hundreds of times. She goes on and presents. She's the best speaker in the room because she's not looking for my, okay, Justin, at minute 38, this is all wrong or blah, blah, blah. She's looking for 
a confidence boost, which is really saying is, hey, Brendan, for the short life that I've lived, no one's ever told me I could be a great speaker. Could you be the first one, please? That's what she's really asking for. So why am I saying this? What's the point of this framework? The point is a couple of things. Number one is whether you give harsh feedback or not, you need to learn to write it. So I repeat that again. Whether you say harsh feedback or not, depending on whose temperature you're speaking with, you need to learn the ability to the skill to give hard feedback. Why? For the best clients in your Rolodex, for the best people, for, for the people in your network who want that feedback. So for somebody, let's say, Justin, I need to be able to give him harsh feedback because I need to develop that skill because he wants it, he desires it. And then the people who don't, you're still writing it, but you're not communicating with it to them. So that's the first beat is learn to give harsh feedback, learn to write harsh feedback so you can develop that skill over time or you won't be ready for your A's, your A clients, the people who really want it. Typically the busy CEO, typically, you know, the the high performer. So that's the first piece. The second piece to feedback is learn to rank feedback. This is a big mistake I see a lot of coaches make and athletes is they write down feedback and they just vomit it out. They just regurgitate everything. Okay, Justin, bam, 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 bam. This is all my feedback for you. And the guy's just left exhausted. The guy or the gal is just like, oh my God, this is crazy. So learn to rank feedback. What does that mean? That means start with the easiest points first. Hey, Justin, you had such a great workout. Here are my three points for you to work, even if I got 30 in the bank. Let me give you three. Let's see if you actually implement the three. And then when you implement, you feel empowered because there's not 30 points. Oh, there's only three things I need to work out? Easy. Or one or two. If, if they're a kid, I usually give one or two. If they're more mature, let's say 20, 25 or above in age, I'll give two or three just to see if they implement. But yeah, always start with the easiest points first so they leave inspired, even if they have a high temperature like you do. And the third piece, which is the most important one, actually, I might've said that a lot, so I guess all of it's important. But the third piece is, remember team, you wanna write this down. Hard feedback is never given, it is earned. Hard feedback is never given, it is always earned. So what does that mean? That means for every human being, for every client that you interact with, give them all easy feedback to implement regardless of their temperature. So let's say Justin asks me for feedback at the end. I'll never give the 30 points. Actually, maybe to him, I'll make an exception, but I'll never give the 30 points. There isn't 30 points anyways. I'm just making that number up. I, I would give like three to see if they actually implement it. And then, because you don't want to waste your energy giving all 30 to everyone. Give the three. So that way the people who don't implement it love you. And the people who do implement it come back for more and you give them you give them more and they're happy. So that way every person you interact with, whether they don't implement the feedback or whether they do, they tend to love you regardless. And that's the way how you tactically give feedback. Learn to write harsh feedback even if you never communicate it. Learn to rank feedback so you only give the easiest ones first and only increase the difficulty of feedback if the person you're speaking to has earned it, if they're, sh if they're sharks, if they're lions, and they're implementing everything that's coming out of your mouth. I really like that. And to highlight for coaches who are listening, this is one-to-one -one with in-person or even remote coaching, but coaching cues, this is how we teach people to coach, especially coaches who have a very technical eye. We will watch a movement and we will see 30 different things go wrong, go quote unquote wrong, you know, a not technically perfect, let's say a squat, a, a relatively simple movement, you're back squatting. And from the moment you touch the bar to the moment you put the bar back on the rack, I see all of this stuff. I am not, unless I am a monster, going to tell you all 30 things that you just did wrong because you are overwhelmed at thing three. You are depressed by thing 20 and maybe bored by thing 30. And exactly what you just said, rank this. Okay. What's important? Are there any safety issues? Oh, let's get those out of the way first. Okay, what's the low-hanging fruit? What could we work on right now and get to? Let's pick, what if you only had to say one thing? And back to something we talked about at the beginning, for a coach who's talking about 10 minutes, what if you, what if you could only tell them one thing? Say one sentence to improve what's going on and then see what happens. And if that works, maybe you repeat that once and then you can implement the second thing. But if the first sentence doesn't work, you're going to spend some time on this sentence. You found something to work on. Good thing we didn't waste time on those other 29 because we have some work to do right here. And if people can implement that with that with their communication, I think they will upgrade their coaching in general, but certainly their communication. 
Wow, I, I love the way you phrase. I'm actually going to steal a couple of. And by the way, I'm I'm a student. I, if I'm the teacher, I have to be the best student. I love what you said there, Justin. Low hanging fruit. I'm going to take that verbiage, reapply it to what I said because I never say those words. But you're absolutely right. It's it's the right sentence. What's the low hanging fruit, right? That we can pick up and use. So love that. Great show. Yeah, get the easiest things first, or the things that are right there. Like we we can definitely get some movement here before we get into the nitty gritty. To slightly turn it around, thinking of an athlete who is looking for a great coach or maybe has a coach that they think is a great coach, if they're in that sales strategy conversation, I think they should also be asking great questions, not just sitting there being sold, not just answering the questions, but ideally coming back with some other ones. Did you have any thoughts on the the person being sold to off also being a good communicator and asking questions? Absolutely. And I'll keep it super simple, Justin. There's definitely a framework on how to ask better questions, but it might be a bit too complicated for those who are starting art. So let me just give questions that if you're not asking your sales calls, my God, like regardless what type of coach, I'm sure most of them are health, most people listen are health coaches, but really these are like the minimum you have to do it. So the first one I would say is definitely what have your challenges been? right? In your health. Like what, what has brought you to this call? Like you have to understand that because for everyone it's different. So understanding the story of the person there is, is super important. That's the first one. The second one is what have you tried in the past? Definitely in health coaching, people have tried something in the past. They've tried some weight loss strategy. They've tried something that didn't work. And then the third piece is restating. That's not really a question, restating and serving them. So this is something very few coaches do. So let's say you're on a call and they're telling you their life story for crying out loud. This is what happened. So I start, most people just move on. They go, okay, check. Nice. Cool. Cool story. Yeah, you lost somebody. Okay, whatever. And they just move on. Like, oh my God. Like, it's people's story. Like, so someone's sharing that. You want to sit down and restate it. Let me just make sure I got that, Justin. So you start at this age. You struggle with this. This happened and it led to this result. Did I get that correctly? Did I miss anything? Just doing that acknowledgement already puts you ahead of 90% of coaches. And I know these are big numbers, but I've seen it. Like, it's 100%. Nobody does this stuff. And it's the little things, right? And people can write this down. It's not about communicating 100 times better than everyone else. It's what is the 20%. If you communicate 20% better than your competition, you will stand out 100% of the time. If you communicate 20% better than your competition, you will stand out 100% of the time. So the goal of today's call is I'm teaching you a bunch of things, everyone, to help you get into that top 1% category. But if you're just getting started and you apply three out of the 35,000 things we've talked about today, you're already getting results. So just ask yourself, what are the three easy things that I really, really resonate from either what Justin said or what Brendan said that I can apply back into my game? And if you just do that, I'll consider it a great 45-minute use of my time, right? And our time, actually, not just me, but for also for Justin. And that's really the key. So now going back to the question. So number one is the challenges. The second one is what have you tried before? Remember, you are not like some immature person on a call. You're an expert who has coached a lot of people. You're a neurosurgeon. That's the way I like to see it. Is And what neurosurgeon, when you go visit a doctor, right, is they ask you a lot of questions. They go, what, okay, what have you eaten before? Like, what's in your body? What's happening? They're asking you questions like a doctor. So bring, I'm not saying people are doctors, but put yourself in that mindset of, hey, you really want to have all the information. You don't want to diagnose them in the wrong way. So ask them those questions. That really helped me a lot when my coach told me that frame. And then the third piece is really around their vision. Where do you see yourself? What does a 10 out of 10 look like for you? Does it, because to your point, Justin, I mean, you brought it up so well, all of our 10 out of 10s is perfectly different. Some people want to get drafted into the NBA and be like the top basketball player in the world. So for that person, it requires very detailed, very aggressive coaching and getting to the point because they want to be winners and they want to make sure they're being coached by a winner who's already bred other people. But then there's the other spectrum as well, which is 100% okay, and there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone has different stories and experiences. So we're like, hey, man, I just want to lose 10 pounds. That's my vision. So you need to adjust it. You're obviously going to be a bit more softer. Okay, they're not trying to lose 300 pounds. They're only trying to lose 10 pounds. It's okay. Like, it's not hard. Like, okay, like, just let's chill out. Yes, you can stop the chocolate cake. Let's just adjust the dieting so that you get the result. Okay, and the workouts or whatever it is. So understanding their vision. Why are those three questions important? Challenges, vision, and what have they tried before? Because when you start to give them advice, you can actually give them advice based on what they've already tried. 
Hey, Justin, I'm glad you brought that up. The reason why what you tried didn't work is because of X. Oh, that makes sense. And that's also because they start to believe your Y. If you can tell them why the X in the past didn't work, they're going to be convinced that what you have is actually going to work. So let's say somebody comes up to me and tells me everything they tried. And we're like, oh, yeah, well, that's why you haven't solved the problem. It's because of A, B, C, and D. And they go, oh, I trust this person now because this person is clearly telling me why what happened in the – so I'm less convinced – sorry, I'm more convinced that what Brendan has, what Justin has, what Julia has is exactly the right fit for me. The second piece is when you're giving that advice and you're talking about challenges, you can talk about other clients, not to be disingenuous because you've solved the problem. You eat problems like this for breakfast or to your point, if you don't, then you refer them to another coach. That's why you want to hear their challenges so you can give them an archetype of the exact person who's on the call. So if you're talking to an executive, oh yeah, I worked with an executive at IBM last week. This is how we solved that problem. Oh, that makes sense. And the third piece is so that you're not shy to give all the information. Remember, team, and this is something you want to write down as well, if you're, especially if you're a coach. Information is free. Implementation is a fee. Notice how I'm not holding back in my conversation with Justin. I'm not saying, okay, team, if you want to hear the other seven things, you can totally reach out on XYZ. And the reason we don't do that, especially if you want to think like a multi-six, multi-seven-figure coach, is those people are really focused on serving. So what does that mean? That means regardless of whether you buy a service, you buy a package, that you have the strategy. You're able to implement it. But if you want help with that, health, communication, anything else, if you want somebody to hold your hand a bit, if you want that accountability, then you pay the fee. That's the difference. So when you're on that call, don't hold back. Tell them why they messed up, why they chose the wrong solution in the past. Talk about a client that got their problem solved by you and give them some pointers. These are the three things I would do whether you hire me or not after this call that you should implement. And when you do all of that, trust me, they're probably going to hire you. And so much of what you just said resonates really hard with me. And it's things that we talk about with other coaches I talk about with other coaches and sort of my colleagues talk about on a regular basis, including that doctor framework can be really useful, especially for folks like myself who are sort of trying to fill in this gap between healthcare and very active people and getting back to the gym and spending this time where people have had setbacks. If you think about what a doctor would need, now you can really start gathering information. We don't diagnose things, but we do try and solve problems. And there's no way I can give you a problem a solution rather to your problem without having lots of information. So we assess and we ask questions and we really dig out, down into it. And basically exactly the framework that you said, we, we break it down into six questions with slightly more detail, but the exact same thing. Like, is this what's going wrong? Oh, how, how long has that been true? Oh, well, what do you try? Oh, okay. Why do you think that didn't work? Is this really a priority? And usually if we've gotten that far, then we start, we, we sometimes call it kind of unpacking the dream, but digging into that vision. All right, well, in the absolute best case scenario, if you could snap your fingers and get what you wanted three months from now, I give you just the perfect thing. You don't even know what it is, but I, I just send it to you. What does your life look like? What's going on? What, what does it look like, feel like, smell like? What's, what do you, what's going on? Describe that. And then you can get a really clear idea. They said their goal was this. Oh, well, you said you want to get in shape and lose 10 pounds. Everything you just described is being active and resilient and spending time with your family and not hurting when you wake up. It sounds like we're actually talking more about living, you know, the 16 hours you're awake feeling better, not just winning the one hour in the gym. Is Am I understanding that? And with that, something you've done, and if people listen back on this, Brendan's done it several times during this call, listen to that information, restated that point. Do, do I understand this? Is, is this what you just said before I start holding forth and telling you, my thoughts on this, making sure you're there and then you can go forward. And the same, by the way, can work for an athlete. If you're talking with a coach or considering hiring a coach or working with your coach now and they give you a program or they tell you this is going to happen. Great. Just to be super clear, if I follow this program, my shoulder won't hurt in 60 days and see what they say. If that's what your understanding of the program is, if they're like, yes, your, your shoulder will not hurt in 60 days. Great. Set a stopwatch insert the stimulus, see what happens. And they say, whoa, 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 whoa. No, we're going to get you in shape and, and reset your metabolism and do, no, your shoulder will, will definitely still hurt in 60 days because you're really messed up. At least now you know that you haven't been led down a false path and the coach has a chance to be honest and explain your situation. And if they 
have the education and experience around this, they can tell you what it's actually going to look like. No, you were in a car crash and you just got out of physical therapy. You've got another 18 months of really hard work ahead of you. That's the reality of your situation. Or 60 days, this is is a two-week problem. And then we're going to move on to something else. Either of those are potentially the right answer, but that you will not get them without the right questions. I love that. I completely agree with everything that you said. Brendan, you mentioned it several times. So before we do plugs, I'm going to ask you for feedback on my podcast interviewing. <laughs> I love that, man. I, I loved I loved this episode. You're, you're clearly extremely talented at what you do, and it's obvious through the questions that you ask. And what I especially like that very few interviewers have the ability of is you're very malleable to whatever the guest says. So you come in with an agenda, but then you notice that I had a very specific expertise with coaching. So I started going into a tunnel that you probably didn't have questions on. And then you go, you know what? Let's just flip this. This is actually going to add some, like, this is going to be more effective for the audience. So I love that. Even better ifs. I actually don't really think, I kind of said that more as an example. It's hard to give you a few. I would say for you, it's more about, it's not really about wrong things. I think it's more about how big do you want to play? So the next step for you, and you're probably already doing this, is making a list of the top three interviewers in the world that you admire, regardless of the industry. So that could be Oprah Winfrey, that could be Lewis House is a personal favorite of mine, right? Or th- some health, rich role, right? Like more health related. So make a list of those three people. And then ask yourself, what is one quality that you feel they have in their interview skill that you're lacking in yours? So that's the that's the other piece. So it's not really lacking in terms of this is a big X, but more in the sense of they have this 10% over me, this 5%, and that's what's making them 100% better than than what I'm doing. So that's what, what I would suggest as a framework to get yourself to the next level. And then if you start doing that, then what's going to happen is you're going to say, okay, let me put 60 minutes in my calendar this week. Not like 60 hours, 60, just to listen to one of their interviews, but not listen for the content. Because when you, because it's like putting on a new uh, set of sunglasses on, or like eye contacts, where you're not listening to what the guest is answering, but you're get, you're listening to how the host is navigating. You're like, oh, that was good. I didn't do that. But you don't look for those things if you're not actively seeking for them. I really appreciate that. That's great. This is the plug time. Where should people go? Tell them <laughs> all the things where they should go, how they should get in touch, how they can find you. Yeah, absolutely, Justin. Thanks for having me. So two easy ways to keep in touch. The first one is the YouTube channel, Master Talk. All you got to do is type Master Talk on YouTube. You'll find it. You know, my mission is to create free content for the world. So go ahead and check out those YouTube videos. We've got hundreds available online for free. And the second piece, if you're interested in coaching, all you have to do is go to rockstarcommunicator.com. We have a free training every few weeks over Zoom. That's not a recorded webinar. It's interactive. It's fun. I'm coaching people for free on the call. So if you want to attend that, go ahead to rockstarcommunicator.com and you'll be all set. That is wonderful. Brendan, thank you so much for coming on the Feel Strong podcast. This has really been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Likewise, brother. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star rating if you have the time. That makes a big difference. DM us on Instagram at feelstrongfit any questions if you just want to pick our brain if you'd like more info the website is feelstrong.me we value effectiveness individualization and empathy if you want to see what it's like to have an expert in the field really listen and hear what you need to build you the perfect program to get you where you want to go today is the perfect time to get started we look forward to hearing from you and thank you very much (laughs) 